Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week, we're back and we travel to Albania. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Matt. And I'm Monty. This is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week we take you through a different country's national final and pick the song that we think deserves a second chance. A second bite of the cherry. Yes, and at the end of the series, it's you, the listeners, who vote for your favourites and at our live event, we crown the winner of the Second Cherry Song Contest. Hello, Monty! Woohoo! Hello! <laughs> well, we've kind of like been away, but we've been back... We've never been away, but it's, we've been away. We've had a, we went to Eurovision. We did all of that. Yeah, and now we're back. It's almost like a little toddler that runs out of the room. It's quiet for like a few minutes, and they're like, "What's up?" And they come running back in with no clothes on, screaming. That's like basically what we're like right now. Like, ah, we're back. I'd just like to reassure you that even though you can't see us, we are fully clad. <laughs> <laughs> for now for now for now the, yes. the, the episode's still young Monty <laughs> <laughs> welcome if you're just joining us where the fuck have you been it's series four four years second cherry Blimey. four seasons four seasons yes, yes. three years three yeah. years of a calendar years four seasons <laughs> this will this is our fourth yeah that we're beginning by the Gregorian calendar <laughs> <laughs> There must be something Mayan in there as well. <laughs> yeah. Must be something about the, the rapture and the, the earth about to end. <laughs> <laughs> but Eurovision has ended. Oh, what a great Eurovision it was, eh? In the end, yeah, it <laughs> was, wasn't it? <laughs> well, you know, there was so much around. Can't be stuffed about it, you know, built yeah. up. <laughs> no, but you know, there were so many things about it that you know, there's negative messages going into it, and then once we got there on the ground and we just enjoyed seeing people and everything else, I think. You know, as we said in our sort of our final, our final hurrah of our last set of episodes on the ground, we sort of, you know, it was worth it in the end. It was good fun. Do you know what I do to negative messages? I stick my fingers in my ear and go, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I don't really. I've just made that up. But, you know, I don't listen to them. I nor should other people who we might talk about today. Mm. That sounds really cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> kind of spooky and creepy. <laughs> don't mean it like that. <laughs> Well, we are back properly with the second cherry, so let's jump straight in. Should we tell them what it is first, if, in case they are just joining us? Oh, we've done that at the start, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> we are a bit rusty, kids, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what we do. We take a look back at national finals, we pick some songs that we think deserve a second hearing, and we choose one of those to represent that country in the second cherry song contest later this year. And it's audience participation. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and you can vote for your favourite songs. And if you live in London, all can get here. And you can get a ticket because they're like gold dust. They actually are. You can come to our final live event, which will be in the RVT in the autumn. That's all we can say for now. Yeah. Don't. Hit us up asking for who's the guest, who's the performer. We don't know. We actually don't know. No, we actually don't know. <laughs> we don't. But today we are talking about our first national final, our first country, our first cherry from Albania. Fick. Fick. Yes. Yeah. The Festivali Ikenas. 
Shall we talk about the songs? Oh, well, let's talk about the national final first. Should we do a little thingy me? Yeah. What, the little thing? Yeah. Let's do the thing. Do, do, do the thing. <laughs> So, the Albanian national final, the Festivalia Kingis, uh, was held in its usual sort of time of the year, which is a weird time, but it's December the 29th this year. That's when the final was held. And it was at the Palace of Congress in Tirana, hosted by Yonida Maliki, who we know from Eurovision 2019, uh, Isli Islami, Jemi and Kelvi Kaudili. Before the final, there was a sort of a semi-final. It's not really. It was more a contestant's night. And that was uh, 20 performers. There was the 14 established artists and then six newcomer, like new performers. Three of those newcomers progressed and three were rejected, uh, eliminated um, by an expert jury. Seven people, only seven people on the jury. Interesting. Mm, it's a lot of power for each jury member, isn't yeah. it? But we've seen that before in national finals elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. I think this is becoming more like Sanremo. I think even the structure of the nights, the the one where everybody appears, then there was a second night where everybody sang a duet um, with a previous Festivali Kengis par, um, participant. That's right. And... Um, then you had the, the, the night where the winner was crowned and the Eurovision entrant was selected. I quite like it, though. I think it does... I mean, it has a history almost as long as San Remo. Yeah. This, goes, this was the 60th, I think, this year, wasn't yep, it? Yeah, it was. So, you know, it's, a, it's almost as old as Eurovision itself, although, of course, it hasn't always been associated with Eurovision. Hmm. They do sort of throw to it. So this year, like a lot of years, they opened the final with an orchestration of past Albanian Eurovision entries... And there's a dance company on stage. And then at the interval of the final, there was Eurovision winning songs sung by past Albanian Eurovision representatives. So there was Enida Tarifa, Juliana Pasha, and obviously Yulina Maliki. Of course, she's going to have to sing <laughs> if she's hosting. Um, I really liked the cartoon graphics, like the pop arty yes, uh, quite... graphic novel type It was quite Lichtenstein, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Roy Lichtenstein. I really liked that. I thought it brought a much more modern edge to the Festival Ikengas than we're used to seeing. I mean, it's not that long ago that it was, you know, it felt very ball gowns and just the orchestra. Now there's much more, um, you know, modern instrumentation in it and much more modern sounding songs. And I think that's, a, it feels like a deliberate move. You can see that deliberate move having happened in Italy for San Remo. And it feels like um, Festival Ikenius is, is thrusting its way forward in that similar way as well. I wouldn't change anything. I think they're hitting the nail on the head. You know, nice branding. When you watch the social media reaction as well, I, I mean, I think all of the national finals seem to have gained a much broader international audience in the last few years. I think, obviously, because they're more available, we can watch them through streaming. It's much easier to get than it used to be. Um, but it does feel as though this has been quite embraced by the, you know, the Twitter fandom. There's there's a lot of discussion about, um, uh, you know, an event like Festival Ikengis now, whereas, 
you know, in our generation, many Eurovision fans would just have not bothered or seen it as a bit stuffy and boring. I think by chance, you know, we started this podcast version of Second Cherry, you know, three, four years ago, and it's about about the time that everyone started getting into the national finals on a on a on a definitely much more community wider social media context. And it's great to see. Like there's there's it's great for us researching the podcast because there's so much information out there now. <laughs> if you need a nice little reminder. So yeah, it's um it's lovely to see. Just on the national final, then they uh, the jury, that seven person jury did name uh, a top four. It was a top three, but it was a top four because there was an equal third. Yes. Um, and eventually the winner was crowned. And as we know, that was Renella with Secret. Let's play that now. Here's a little snippet. Monty, we played the national final performance just then. Um, bit different, and now we've got perspective. Isn't it interesting? What are your thoughts? It is interesting, isn't it? I mean, I loved this from the national final performance. Um, so I absolutely loved it going into Eurovision. I, I liked the version that they produced for Eurovision in terms of the studio track. Interestingly, watching that back, as we've just done, it feels like it's a softer performance in some ways. It feels like there's more melody in it, particularly at the start and in the introduction. There's feistiness, there's strong character coming through, but it feels less aggressive than the Eurovision performance did. And it's also decidedly less sexual than the Eurovision performance. Now, I'm not going to criticise a woman for being feisty or being sexual because they're... Or aggressive. Or aggressive. Because they are tropes that have been used to criticise women and to to denigrate them. And I'm not going to do that. I think, you know, she's got absolutely every right to do whatever she wants on stage. And I did like the Eurovision performance, but I think there are elements of this that I think could have made a better performance in Turin. You hit the nail on the head. There's more melody, there's more song, and we're we're there with her, we're on the ride, the journey with her, and there's fantasy in that performance mm-hmm. in the national final. All that was stripped away at Eurovision, and I felt like we were on the other side. We weren't taken along with the journey. I think they messed this one up at Eurovision, because after watching that, it's so yeah as much as I loved Eurovision I have to agree with you I think there are I think it could have been a better performance had they remained truer to the version that won the national final I'm not gutted for her because she's incredible and what a personality oh I love her and I mean you know I you know I know she took some knocks on social media let's just reflect on that for a moment I mean she engaged with the fans at an, at an incredible level. And when they didn't get what they wanted, some of them seemed to turn on her or be very critical of her. Mm-hmm. 
And so it kind of blew up a little bit, it felt. And it was, it left a nasty taste in the mouth and it clearly affected her. And I feel sorry for an artist competing where the moment is soured slightly. You know, she she did a very heartfelt post in Turin where she was like saying, I just want this to be over, you know, and I can go back to making my music. And it was an artist that was kind of like, you know, almost a deer in the headlights and, you know, really was just saying, well, I want to get back to the creative process yeah. because that's the thing that drives me. I feel like maybe this was not so much <clears throat> a Renella issue, a team creative issue where they needed to say, no, let's stick to what we know, what's good. We know what you're good at. Let's ignore some of the comments. And so I, I think that it just needed a strong hand leading that and I don't know I don't I, I genuinely don't know whether that was happening but something was missing that didn't steer correct that ship when it started to ship, go yeah. off a little bit and I think it's you know it's difficult to have that level of engagement with um, social media followers there are very few people whose social media game is as strong for example as Suri's who absolutely gets it right and I think you know if you're a little bit sensitive or you know you're reading something and interpreting it the wrong way and getting criticism and getting beef I just think you know remove yourself from that and also just not to say too much but there is a lot of external forces that were affecting her Eurovision journey that uh, was out of her hands Um, and yeah I think I'd rather not say too much about that but there's you know I don't think she had a good time at Eurovision and that actually really makes me sad very much so but you know I think she's got great things from it just before she went to Eurovision I saw that she was tweeting that she was opening for Maluma in oh, nice show in Tirana and I tweeted because I was like I was going to see Maluma the next week in London I'm like girl get over here we want to see you open for Maluma here as well and I just I saw the other day I think she's got a song coming out with him so you know recording with one of the biggest artists in the world good on you and I hope that this continues to open many, many doors, even if you want to shut this one behind you. Yeah, that's that's end on that positive, I think. <laughs> so that was the winner. But Monty, let's get into the songs that didn't make it to Eurovision. There is lots to talk about. So kicking us off, second cherry, song number one is Mirud. We know Maroud with his song A Padresh, To Hell With It. Monty, thoughts on Mirud? Oh, it's lovely to see Mirud back. I really like him and I really loved his song last year. He was a strong contender for the Albanian Cherry last year. And I think he's a strong contender for it this year as well. I really like this. There's a a torturedness about this song. 
it's a bit of a taut song of a lost love. There's lots of drama in it. Um, the lyrics are, I don't have you tonight. I'm alone again tonight. I'm not forgetting how much I've loved you. Um, I, I can't get you out of my mind. I swore as long as I live, it'll be you that I love. Oh, I mean, you just feel for him, you know, singing something of that intensity and that passion. Um, yeah, really not. There's a lovely little bit of Spanish guitar in this mm -hmm. as well, which just makes it very melodic. He, he, what he's wearing is a bit disappointing because he's wearing like a long sort of overcoat. And I expected us to get a reveal, especially <laughs> after he had that natty little bolero outfit last year. And I don't know whether that was felt like it was too outré and he's decided to, you know, tone it down a little bit. You know, I hope he doesn't tone it down as an artistic choice, but I just, I thought we were going to get, that coat was going to come off and we were going to mm. get something dazzling underneath. Okay, I'm not so sure. I quite like this maroon. I like this, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't necessarily say it's understated, but it's more understated from what we got previously. I liked last year's song, loved it. This song is, I feel like it suits him better. It's mature. A lot more mature than some of the stuff he's done before, I think. His vocal has improved. It was better. Uh, the song in the final uh, was a better performance, although it started ropey, but that wasn't him. That was a backing singer that it sounded weird, like a dying cat. I don't know why they had that. It had nothing to do with Maroud. Uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't him. I just love the brooding drama of the song. I feel like there's more to come from him as well. I feel like if... I quite like this trajectory of maturity and just, yeah, I hope he just keeps on keeping on because this is... I quite like what I'm seeing right now. I hope that we get more of him, and I hope we get more of him in thick, because I would like to see him represent Albania one day. Marud, we love you. So song two um, is continuing the dark theme as well. It's Alban Ramasai with Thea. what you thought of Alban song I keep my eye I keep an eye closed no no you are not wrong let me talk without saying I do not want to leave my tears do not stop flowing yeah I'm getting this from Alban um, you wish yeah no no <laughs> I, I, I'm, I don't want to be that gay so I'm not but I am oh my god <laughs> unbelievably hot I, I'm, I'm, a I'm blushing just thinking about it I just sorry I have to get it out it's out of my system I fancy and that's it done um, I'm getting really painful realisation that you love someone that's either toxic or manipulative uh, I, I love that sort of thing tone of the song this deep voice um, is it dynamic enough for modern day music I don't know um, the song isn't melodic as it could be I think there's, they're missing a trick because everything is Working for me in other ways. Um, I'm, it's rousing. I said rousing. I'm not sure um, coming out as a, dressed as an old beggar from Aladdin was the way to go. But he delivers this song big time. 
the lightning effect on the backdrop that behind is behind him at times is so effective. It's so atmospheric. Went big in the hall. He's got his fans. Love this. I love this as well. It's so dramatic. And he is so passionate in the way he's singing this. Oh, my goodness. It, there's lyrics in this as well. Thea means crush. And it's about crushing his emotions in this other person, this toxic relationship. Um, he's singing, play and play with me. Um, it's not your fault that I love you. And it, it, it's like, oh, it, it does have this feeling of some, somebody who's toying with him uh, and who's crushing his heart and all of his emotions. Oh, but isn't he swarthy? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do that this year, Monty. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm sorry, I have to think. <laughs> And there's a look at the end where he just gives this look and he's he's delivered everything and he is spent. <laughs> and oh my God, I'm going to be that gay. He, oh, he's gorgeous. We've seen that look in some bars for spent man, spent bearded man, <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking dishevelled. <laughs> We've been that look in some bars. <laughs> oh, anyway, oh, right. But you know... I mean, he's being played with by Lava, but, you know, Alban, we'd let you play with us. You can come to the Cherry Show. And we'd give you a happier ending <laughs> than you've got in your song. Oh, God. Right. We like the song. It came second. People agreed with us. Uh, so, <laughs> and we... Yes. So, it's... God, it's only the first episode. Oh, no. We're already being filthy old we'll, trollops. We've probably lost about 50 listeners from that alone but um we don't care that's us <laughs> we hope you're still with us moving on uh song number three is dua by olympia samale Ponti, Roslana meets Evie Adamu. Oh, completely. And when I watched this, I was like, oh, it's like Roslana having a cracker, you know, some cheap working men's club cabaret. It's so ridiculous. <sighs> okay, let's be kind. But this is cringe, right? You know, like when you get, I don't know, some of you have kids out there. Some of you have like younger nieces and nephews. When they want to do let me show you the dance we've been working on and they come in and you're like yeah that's great and it's that kind of that's exactly what the dance is it's almost as if it's a joke like this is the joke version of the choreography when the real one it's so weird like an ironic presentation of the song yeah like it's like they're on a girls night out like before the Jaegers you know know, it's it's a bit it's got a touch of the kind of performance skills of somebody like the Cheeky Girls where it's a little bit naff um, but there's something like you can't stop watching it and, you know, there's something very engaging about it at the same time as being utterly, utterly naff. But here's the thing, okay, it is a bit amateurish, but that makes sense because she was one of the newcomers that came through the earlier contestant night. And one of the three of the six newcomers to qualify for the final. Exactly. So she had confidence on stage it doesn't matter what you thought about what she was doing. She owned it. She bloody well owned it. 
and she has stage presence. I don't. I think there was times where she lost it because she was too busy, like trying not to fall over. But I hope she pushes on and she comes back because there's something there. I see it. I see why people like it. The song wasn't too bad. It's just the presentation was, wow. The song's pretty bad as well. Well, I mean... but yeah, <laughs> we—it's the kind of thing that we see in a national final that you cannot ignore. That's exactly what we live for at Second Cherry, to highlight the good, but also to highlight the bizarre and the frankly ridiculous. And this was both of the latter descriptions. I have nothing to add, Monty. <laughs> no, let's move on. Song four is called "Eas Ere" by Viola Gemali. So if you'd taken a tab of acid and got into the shower and suddenly their little shower puff that you used to clean yourself down was dancing in front of you, then this would be Viola Shimali because she had, well, let's call it an interesting outfit on. I would say, let's go from the feet up. You're starting with, let's go mermaid. Let's go shimmering, mermaid, mer colours. And then when you got to the chest, it's like, no jellyfish, you've gone jellyfish. And I'm like, okay, uh, look, I'm not going to judge a woman on a dress again. I'm not going to go there too hard. But was it the best that she could look? Probably not. But it it made this song. This is what made it stand out for us. The costume that she chose to wear. And the title, because it translates as, come as a smell. Don't know what that is, Monty. What is is that? Well, I don't really know. I mean, she's singing... She's singing about sort of being unable to say goodbye to her lover um, because she's no, there's, there's nobody out there like them, but at the same time, it's not the right relationship. And she's saying, you know, all the roads are leading me to you. And then it gets to the chorus and it, it translates as, come on, come on, come take me, come as a smell. Hmm. And just repeats that motif. And I'm not, I don't really know what she means. I hope it's not I mean, calm, maybe, comma, maybe. as a smell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't maybe you know that that outfit like maybe it's like a scouring pad and she's trying to scrub the smell away okay with her outfit yeah or maybe like the love is just not tangible that's why it's a smell I don't know I, I'm trying I'm, I'm this the song is a bit the song's a bit meh but you can tell that it's quite well produced and I think that's probably how it's got into Vic she, I don't think she looks like the most experienced performer, although she is miles ahead in some of the other performances. Tonight. She was one of the newcomers and she didn't qualify. She was one of the three who didn't qualify for the final. That's right. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but it does make perfect sense, yeah. Um, yeah, not not my favourite, but it was certainly noteworthy. But uh, noteworthy, exactly that. And that's exactly what we like to highlight at Second Cherry. Something noteworthy. Song number five, then, is Eldis Agnetti. With refusal. Refusal. 
Monty, this came equal third. Decent little ditty. Thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I really quite like this. It kind of sort of comes up and sort of envelops you when you're least expecting. You kind of get sort of taken along by it. It's a really nice melody. I thought it maybe goes on a little bit much by the time we get sort of two thirds of the way through it. But there is something quite engaging about him as a singer and a performer um, and about the, the melody of the song. Thematically, he's talking about sort of having coincidentally bumped into a former lover and there's an implication that there's been some kind of mistake that he's responsible for and he feels like he's being punished for it and he's wondering, can he make amends? So it's, uh, tell me, why are you killing me with that look? Tell me, do I have the time to erase that mistake? Tell me how much longer my soul has to cry because my heart can't stand it anymore. It asks for you only, loves only you. Wow. He's yeah. a sweet guy, and that came across in the performance. He was sort of played... Uh, I think he was very nervous. There was a bit of shakes. But I think that played well into the, like you're saying, the theme. Of the yeah, song. it feels like it's quite a genuine emotion. I'm really curious now as to what he's done to warrant being, you know, dumped. <laughs> so, but he's... Yeah, bless him, he's trying to make amends. He realises he regrets it, and he's made an error. Yeah. It's a really good song, actually. And I think one of the best songs or song compositions of the whole of whole thick. It's yeah. really good. Soft rock. He's kind of like a bit of a troubadour backed with an orchestra, obviously, because it's thick. Um, it flows nicely. A bit of variation. It's, it, it was a little bit forgettable, I think, at, at times, which might have hurt it. But third is great. The, the melody uh, is very similar to, to all you theatre gays out there. Um, I'd give my life for you and Miss Saigon. It is it's exactly the same, and it's and I love that song, and that again is gut wrenching, and so I think it, that put me in mind of that, which is why I think I connect with the song so much. Sweet guy, really like it. Good song. I'm always a little bit surprised when I think of you as a theatre gay, because well, you're actually quite a fan of a musical theatre, aren't you? I am. Yeah. 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 Mm. You know, many surprises. I like football and theatre. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't pin you down. Well, we can, but that's Some a good story. <laughs> we want to make one more honorary mention for one song that was in the final. And it was a song by Castro Zizo called Kuya. We want to make an honorary mention because it was god awful. It was like he was dressed like an evil clown. Yeah, like the Joker, like yeah. in the, the film. Style over substance here, I think. <laughs> Oh yeah, the song was terrible. <laughs> but you just can't see something that ridiculous on stage and not remark upon it. No, and you know what his cum face is now because he literally did it on stage. Let's move on. <laughs> I think we've had enough smut from the both of us. Let's have this. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. Yes, it's back. A good thing of the week, that's good. Uh, for those who don't know, we have this every week where we want to spread a little bit of joy, a little happiness, just something just to make everyone feel a little bit happy. Spread some joy. And this week, it's going to be something quite joyous, actually quite magnificent. It's Abba Voyage. Monty, we oh. went to the Abbott Arena and we saw the whole show the Abra experience, the voyage sort of, yeah, experience, immersive concert thing. I just, I can't explain it. I just, it, it is incredible. 
It was incredible, wasn't it? It was such a joy and a delight to go to it. I think they've done such a good job. It's exciting and exhilarating and confusing all at the same time because it's not them, but it is them, and it's not them. And the way the avatars move about on stage and interact and move behind each other and in front of each other, and it looks so real. It was just amazing. Do you know, I'm a massive ABBA fan from being a kid, and I've just revived my fandom since they brought the new album out and this experience. And I always wanted to go and see them live. And my mum would never take me. And I, I realised now I don't think we could have afforded it. But it's kind of fulfilling a dream in a way that you didn't expect to fulfil a dream. And it's kind of almost better than the real thing would be now. You know, the moment for a real live ABBA reunion concert has long gone. Yeah. People want to see them in their prime. And this is kind of giving you that in the only way that is possible. It's a wonderful experience. It's a wonderful night out. Even if you just treat this as... I'm going to go and I'm going to have a laugh and I'm going to watch an entertainment show and it's going to be like being at an ABBA disco. It's just wonderful for that alone. But with the added technology of the avatars and the lighting and the whole production and the whole excitement of the experience, oh my God, it's just wonderful. I am an average ABBA fan. I grew up with ABBA, like everyone, but I'm not a fan fan like you. And even I shed a tear at the sheer realness that they were there on stage it is so real the technology is exceptional and they have avatars as they are now which walk on stage inverted commas at the end take a bow hug each other and go off and they are so realistic that i know people who've been who have said oh my god abba came on stage at the end <laughs> the actual abba and i haven't got the heart to tell them that it's not them, it no. is still avatars, because it does look so realistic. Oh my God, it was brilliant. There's no way that we could have not had this as our... Matt and Monty's Good Thing of the Week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So, Monty, one thing left to do, and that is to reveal our cherry selection. Who have we chosen? Well, we've chosen a song that wasn't a unanimous decision amongst the team. We do have some songs to bring you that absolutely were unanimous decisions. This was a split decision. But the winning song, with I think three votes to two, was... The lovely Swarthy Alban with Thea. (laughs) (laughs) But look, it's a great song. It is a great song. We haven't just selected him because we want to, you know... See him again. That's right. See him again. Uh, (laughs) Let's play how good that song is right now. There we are. That is our Albanian cherry. Our first cherry of 2022. We are off and running. There are 15 more to come. (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> not sure how many yet, as ever. We are going to tell you, maybe, I'm looking at Monty now to get his approval, what's going to come next week, country-wise. We can say that? Yes, we can say that. All right. It's going to be Estonia. Yay. Plenty of talk about in that national final. Absolutely. <laughs> now, of course, you can get in contact with us. Uh, we're going to give you our socials. But bear in mind, we're actually recording a few episodes ahead of when the first episode will be. So if you need a, a reply or something read out on, on, on the air, on the airways, <laughs> you know, on the pod, uh, it might take us a couple of weeks to get to that. But we will get to it. We will get to it, though. So get in touch with us on Twitter at Second Cherry, Instagram at Second underscore Cherry, Facebook Second Cherry Podcast, or you can email us. And we know a lot of you love to do that. It is... Hello. At... Secondcherry.vision. That's hello at secondcherry.vision. So do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. There you go. Our first cherry of the year. We hope you've enjoyed the first episode of the series proper. Thank you for being with us throughout the build-up and during Eurovision. And it's lovely, lovely, lovely to be back. Here we go, kids. See you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.